Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. This is your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. And today I'm the host and guide of this particular episode. It's good to be back. Um, And today I want to talk about three of the most important tools that you have available to you as an independent adjuster. And I promise you, these three things, these three tools are not at all what you're thinking about. So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. All right, guys, welcome back uh, from the introduction and the theme music. So I want to jump into this and the three most important tools to understand in your adjuster toolbox. But, you know, I kind of wanted to catch you up to date on things that are going on on my side of things and just kind of let you know where I'm at and just be real and honest with you guys. Um, So today is the launch of the resume adjuster challenge so it's a three-day challenge it's a live thing that we're doing an hour each day where we're getting together where it looks like there's going to be about 50 people involved who 50 adjusters who are coming together and we're going to try to help each other make our resumes better and so it's going to be based on the book the um, adjuster's resume playbook and so uh, been getting ready for that and that's partially where the the some of this episode it, it came from but just to, to be straight up with you guys i am super nervous it's it's not very often that i feel nervous about doing something but i definitely feel nervous about this and the reason why is um up until last year you know i didn't know anything about resumes and and i'm showing it to the the people in attendance today my old resume i found it and it is <clears throat> straight garbage like horrible so in, until john bogman and i talked with you know 10 different hiring managers and different companies i had no idea about uh, resumes and and so i feel like i got a great education spending 6 months working on those two books the resume adjusters or the adjusters resume playbook and then the independent or i'm sorry the insurance company adjusters playbook with john and, and just spent a lot of time in that headspace um but i've never 
hand you know went hands-on with people to do this so uh super excited about it if you happen to listen to this episode the day it comes out and you're like man i really need help with my resume and i'd love to do it live with you guys you can head over to adjusterresume.com and i'm sure at some point that'll redirect you to wherever you need to be to maybe watch the replays or or jump in to a future session not sure exactly how we're going to do that but i am super nervous about it but today is day one and it just so happens my family and i have to be traveling on uh today so we're traveling by car so it's just like has all these different little things moving in um at the same time as uh, a class that we're running in the middle of the day which i normally never do I normally do all the classes at night. So it's just like everything's kind of culminating into making this really hard. And how that kind of ties in to today is uh, these three tools we're going to talk about, um, they can be used in different ways and they can be showcased kind of the importance of them in the story of how nervous I am about the the this whole challenge and in like traveling with the family and everything but these three tools that i would love for you to understand how they work for you in your life and in your career um it is number one money money is a tool okay and and so we're going to talk about that how money is a tool and nothing more nothing less um and then the second tool that I hope you can really understand that's so valuable to you, and I think you already know this, is time. Time is just so finite that, yes, absolutely, we time's got to be up there as the top three. And then a third is relationships. Probably the most important in this list is relationships. And so how that kind of tie, you know, going back to the story about being nervous about the thing is there was plenty of opportunities where I could have said, stop everything. We're going to just cut off everything except for doing this work thing. My time's too valuable. My money's too valuable. Maybe I won't do a good job. Maybe people think I'm a joke because I'm just not together with it. I'm too busy. But overall, for myself and my wife, what we're doing and why we're doing it, it, it it's boils down to for that relationship of my family and I, um, that was most important to just keep going with it. And so as we go through these, be thinking about, okay, I have these three tools and guess what? You can't use every tool all the time. Sometimes you have to lay down a tool and say, okay, I, I'm going to use that one Oh, here. I'm going to use another one. And sometimes it's to save one of the other ones that you, you pick up a different tool. So let's start with money. Um, a lot of times when we hear about independent adjusting or we jump into a new career at all or, or any new business idea or business venture, you really get excited maybe about the job. But a lot of times it's about the money that we think we could potentially earn or, or you know, like, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to stress about the bills every month or wouldn't it be great if um, I could make six figures in six months and take six months off. Oh, that would be phenomenal. That money would just change my life, right? You know, I was talking with a, a young man the other day, and he had a really sweet job. And I um, was talking to him and asking him what he wanted to do with his life. And basically, he 
he said he didn't know, um, but he just wanted to do anything that would make a lot of money. I'm like, well, that's a really subjective thing, uh, making a lot of money. So I was like, what's your version of making a lot of money? And But what is it you really like to do? And at the end of the day, he didn't care about anything on the surface except for making a lot of money, which was $80,000 plus to him. And I was like, that's cool. But where do you want to get to? Because money is just a tool. And so that was kind of the first conversation that got my mind spinning on money being a tool and being able to talk about that. And then it's just become all the more real about these other tools as this resume challenge has been coming up. But if you think about tools, building things, um, and, and apply it to your own career, I think it kind of can clear up in your head and your heart how money is designed to be used. Um, and if you were saying, I'm going to build a house or I'm going to build a birdhouse or I'm going to build a table. Like you're so excited about that thing. And then someone goes, Hey, why are you doing what you're doing? <clears throat> and you go, well, I'm really excited to buy a table saw. So I made up that I'm going to a reason to make something. So I'm building a table. Well, that's cool. That occasionally does happen. Yeah, uh, guys in their tools, right? Like, oh, I want to really buy this tool. It looks really cool. Well, why do I need it? Uh, fabricate a reason, right? Well, hopefully for us in our career, we're being more intentional than that. But that's like saying, I just want to make a lot of money. You're not being really intentional with what you're doing in your life. Um, money should not be that end destination. The table saw or the hammer should not be the end destination um for someone building something it's like oh i want to build a house for my family uh, so we have a safe place to live and, and a place to love each other or i want to build a table so we can make memories around uh, around the dinner table on something we made so you know i want those memories to be there and know that that was something special like that's the end destination not the tools that you use to get there um and so one good thing, though, about money, it sounds like I'm like, ah, money, whatever, it's just a tool. One good thing about money, and, and I kind of want to go into the characteristics of, of each of these tools, is it's very resilient. Like, you can beat up money, and as long as you keep doing the things that you do to earn money, it'll keep coming back. Like, it's not offended. It, it doesn't care what you use it for. You know, it's like a hammer. You can just beat with a hammer all day long, and that hammer is probably not going to break. Um, now, depending how you use the hammer is whether you're breaking other things, right? And money's the same way. Um, but there is a way that you can no longer use money is you can lose it. You could, you know, I live on a sailboat. So dropping tools is a common occurrence. Dropping critical parts is a common occurrence. So you could drop a hammer and not be able to retrieve it. There are times where it's too deep or too murky and too dark and, and you can't go get a tool that you drop. Um, so money's like that. You can waste your opportunity with it. It might not have broken, but you just ran out of it, right? You dropped too many things overboard. You, 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 you were too clumsy with your finances. Um, so keep that in mind. Money's real, really resilient, um, but you can lose it. Um, and one thing I hear a lot about money and like, man, you just need to make more money or I just need to make more money. Um, so that way you can have convenience in your life. And there's nothing wrong with convenience. I think convenience is amazing. I have an, a countertop ice machine because I love the convenience of having 
a cold cup of water uh, having uh, a smoothie for breakfast with ice to blend up with it right there's nothing wrong with convenience a microwave whatever i don't have a microwave but yeah i totally get the convenience of that having a meal in 30 seconds or a minute i get it but here's the thing that a lot of times we don't understand about money is you can purchase conveniences. Okay, I'm going to buy a microwave. I'm going to buy a refrigerator. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to um, buy unlimited electricity. I'm going to buy this. I want to buy that. And, uh, you know, eventually it becomes mortgages and it becomes debt and it becomes things. And eventually you purchase so much convenience that you've actually purchased your own slavery to continue to do your job. So once you build up this level of convenience and bills associated with such conveniences, now you have to continue making X amount of dollars to maintain that level of convenience and maintain the things that you have. And that becomes a form of slavery in and of itself. And if you're an independent adjusting like many of us for freedom, which we'll get to in a minute, that's like the opposite of what we want. So balancing how much you use money how much convenience you actually choose to purchase it is a way to hedge your bets. I remember at a time, uh, hedge your bets and uh, against buying your own slavery. Like, I don't want to spend and use this so much that eventually it's the, it has the opposite effect, right? I go from being convenienced to being enslaved uh, to, to continue to have to feed that beast of whatever those conveniences I purchased were. I remember a time at IAPATH where... We were just, we were just trying to survive, just going and going and going. And I was, I was working remote claims, and I, um, and I path was doing pretty good. Uh, but at one point, we stopped and looked at how much monthly bills there were, and I was like, oh my goodness, we could actually make a decent paycheck if we found a way to cut back some of these expenses. And we did, and it freed us up to go. Wow, we can actually make a, a significantly more income than what we did before. So, just remember. Too much convenience can end up in your own slavery. Quite the opposite of being convenient. The second tool, now let's switch to that one. The second tool is time. And for most of us that are getting into independent adjusting or uh, most of us who are entrepreneurs want to start a business or want to own our own business, um, that's why we're doing it. We want more time. We want time, even if it's not free time, we want more time to do the things that we say we want to do rather than what a job dictates you have to do. Um, and so time is a very, very finite tool. It is not unlimited. A hammer you can hit so many times, many times your arm can swing, right? But if if you're using time recklessly, it's like drill bits or... Um, even like one-time use tools, right? Like you only have so many in a pack before before they're gone. Like, cause, or, or it, so I feel like time is something that has to be cherished and, and, and balanced and used way more carefully than money. Money is, is very resilient, like the hammer, like we talked about. But uh, if you are 
abusing and overusing your time it's more like you know a, a pop rivet or a nail or a screw you only have so many sure it helps put everything together but if you drop them all in the water, <laughs> you can't build anything no matter how much cool stuff you have. Um, and there's only so many in a pack. So it's not just going to keep coming back. Uh, so I, I feel like time is the hardest to really nail down about how to how use it wisely. How do you know if you're, what you're doing is a good use of your time? How do you know if you're properly harnessing that tool because for everybody that's going to look different um and and each one of these can be counterbalanced with one of these other tools what well, the first one being money you can you can buy convenience you can potentially buy time i am not going to fix my refrigerator i'm going to hire a repairman to do that so i can go to my daughter's ballet recital tonight and that's a relationship right so these can all kind of balance. I'm buying time. So then I have the time to devote to a relationship. And so they could, money's a great tool for that. Like I'm going to buy a little convenience here, which gives me time, which I'm able to apply to my relationships. Um, but you can also use your time to not use your money. You can say, I am going to fix that refrigerator because I don't want to have to overuse the money. I, I, I can't lift that hammer up anymore or I'm just not going to use it. Right. Like there, I, it, I'm good. We're going to, we're going to balance this out here. Uh, but in your own life, you have to decide how you want to use your time. There's no real good playbook about like, Hey, this is how you manage your money, but your time. Well, it's different for everybody. What I value as use of my time is probably not what you value. And so make sure that when you're deciding where to use these pop rivets, where to use these nails and these screws to, to put your life together, that it's in the right spot, that it's the things that you want in your life, that it's the, the things that you value in your life. But that starts with understanding what you want out of life, right? And ultimately, I hope for most of us, that the end result we want is founded in some kind of relationship because relationships are the most long lasting thing we can build. But it's also the most fragile tool out of these three, probably the most fragile tool period that we have because relationships are kind of like your hand. If, if, if a hammer is money, it can take a beating. It can just keep going as long as long as it keeps swinging. You're good. You got a tool that's going to last. Um, but relationships are more like your hand. If you start hitting your relationships upside the head, metaphorically speaking, or physically speaking, or hitting a nail with your hand, it's going to start bleeding. It's going to start bruising, and it might still work tomorrow. You might still have a relationship. Your hand might still be there, but it's going to be damaged. And so these tools as far as the relationships you have are overall the thing that has to be cherished the most the thing that has to be protected and fought for and and you know gloves put on and um make sure that nobody's gonna, gonna hurt your hand right because your relationships are what actually allows you to do either of these other things it is really hard to make money if you have no relationships 
Because if you have no relationships, who's going to who's going to trust you? No like and trust, right? If you don't have any relationships, no one's going to know you, like you, or trust you. If you don't have any relationships, it is really hard to be happy in what you're doing, and therefore really hard to make money because everyone's going to see that you're a miserable person and and you're grumpy on the phone, and I don't want to work with that guy because it doesn't work. So relationships ultimately are the end destination. And they're kind of the thing that's going to allow everything else to happen. You know, it's really hard to swing a hammer without a hand. It's really hard to put in a screw or a pop rivet without a hand uh, to do it. So um, I think for all of us, including myself, we have to look at these three tools, money, time, and relationships, and say, how am I going to use this? How, how am I going to use this to, 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 to make my life better? How am I going to use this to assess how I'm doing in my life? And, and how am I going to use this um, to, to even to my advantage, to, to clarity in my mind? Because I think for most of us, we're just waking up trying to survive today. We're just waking up trying to get through the resume challenge and do everything else we got to do. But if we don't look at, okay, what are the tools I have to get this project done or, uh, called life? Okay, that's the project, life. <laughs> what what are the tools I have to get this done? And what do I want it to look like when it's all said and done? What do I want my life to look like? What is the structure I'm building? What kind of materials am I using to put this together? What kind of time am I investing um, for this particular project? Are you trying to get somewhere in your life in two months? Are you trying to you know pay off a, a credit card debt that's just crushing you? Are you trying to leave a job that uh, is demoralizing you or messing with your family and your relationships there? Are you um, trying to, over the next five years, save up for retirement? You know, it kind of depends where you're at in your life, what that end destination looks like. And I would encourage you, challenge you, push you that whatever that end destination is, whether it's a two-month goal whether it's a five-year goal, whether it's a lifetime goal, that you look at it and go, what is the relational benefit? What is, that's the end destination. Retiring is great. Stopping working sounds fantastic. That's a time thing, right? I don't want to have to work. I want to be free to do what I want. But if you say, I want to be free to do what I want because I want to spend time with my grandkids that I haven't been able to the last three years. I want to spend time with my wife because she's put up with me for X amount of years and I've been working really hard and I feel like she deserves it. If you can look at things through a relational lens, lens, then I think that you're going to go a lot further and and be a lot happier in your life. Um, But look at those tools. How are you using them? How are you using money? How are you using time? How are you using relationships? And are you focused on the right end destination and end goal for what they can actually build and accomplish in your life? I hope that makes sense. This is more of a brain dump for me. It's a, it's a concept I'm rolling around in my head, talking to my wife a little bit about, not pinned down real solid, but I, I felt like I wanted to share it with you guys. It's a, it's a point of friction in my life that I'm constantly trying to look at, especially now that I'm aware of these, th- thinking of these three separately and these, in th- these three separate ways uh, of how they are with money, you know, being a tool, really strong tool, resilient tool. Um, you know, money can buy you materials. That's great. Uh, time, times like the pop rivets and the screws and the nails, they're going to help 
put everything together. Uh, but then relationships are, are like your hand. It's the body uh, and nothing can happen if you don't have a hand to do these projects. And so, um, and then what are you going to have when you're all said and done? Look, to me, that's a real challenge. What, what, what is my life going to look like in two, five, 10, 15 years or at the end of my life? And am I going to be happy with what I've built? And ultimately, that's what we're all trying to figure out in this life is, is what to do uh, with it and what to do with these things, the money, time, and relationships that we have. So hopefully this got your brain thinking. Hopefully it got your heart uh, thinking. And uh, hopefully you care a little more about um, how you're using these tools uh, than you did previously. So thank you guys so much uh, for being here on the Independent Adjuster podcast. And um, go check out uh, the resume challenge at adjusterresume.com. And if you haven't signed up for the upcoming Adjuster Job Fair in July, I highly encourage you to do that. Head over to adjusterjobfair.com. And until next week, keep walking your path and claiming your life. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community, a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.